This episode of It's Super Effective is made possible by all our backers on Patreon. If you like the podcast and you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective. From there, you can donate as little as $1 a month to support our podcast, and in return, we'll give you access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and hang out with other trainers who also listen to our podcast. If not, no worries, this podcast will always be free. The little bit of support goes a long way in us making the show better. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ. I usually say what episode number it is, but since the recordings this week have been all over the place, I will edit that into post. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Travis with us today. I hate to derail the show so early, but I, now that Pokemon is 20 years old, I, I, I feel like I need to get it out. Like any 20-year-old... I'm gonna worry. I'm worrying that Pokemon is gonna get to the phase where it starts caring too much about Ultimate Frisbee and it starts hanging Reservoir Dogs posters. I I think as responsible parents, Steve, you and I need to put a stop to this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to have the in bed parent to parent talk to later mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah, about our twenty year old child that we adore. <laughs> this is a weird <laughs> transition. Um. <laughs> We also have Allegra back from Polygon. Hi. Hello. You're back so soon. I'm so, so, so back. So excited <laughs> to be back. Uh, so we are recording this uh, on February 27th. That is the 20th anniversary. Not a standard episode, of course, but we will be, we wanted to record as soon as we could to talk about the recent Pokemon news and the amazingly long six minute uh pokemon direct that we were blessed with let's uh yeah let's let's talk about that first so it was at 9 a.m central time 7 pacific and we had a six minute long nintendo direct or pokemon direct i should say that opened with a little original game boy teaser and then the ceo of pokemon who i can never say his his name correctly ishihara Sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't really offer you much help there. <laughs> <laughs> and we then moved into a trailer talking with a, a bunch of kids in different countries going back and forth through Game Boys and DSs and Game Boy Advances. And it really focused on four things. It focused on collecting. It focused on trading. It focused on battling. And then it the last one was connecting, which I thought was a really a important aspect of Pokemon that doesn't actually get talked about a lot. You always hear about the co- the collecting and the trading and the battling, but the the connection thing I think was something that hit home with me a lot. Actually, kind of like gave chills down my spine of like, really, the first three can't really be possible without the fourth. And it's what this show is all about too, right? I mean, that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> So let's stop there and 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 talk about that. Like, did you guys like what they were doing up to this point in the mm-hmm. in the little 
direct was was that something that was cool to you to see yeah i i definitely was a big fan of that cute little video um I mean, just kind of the nature of my work is that I was like, had one eye on the direct and another eye on like my CMS getting ready to like type up the <laughs> announcement. So like, I wasn't totally enjoying it in a purely nostalgic way. But, um, what I did get to see was, it, I mean, it was really cool to like, you know, have the different like intro screens from different games um and just kind of like be reminded of you know seeing these games for the first time just like that nostalgic overload was really really cool and something i liked was um you know there was that super bowl commercial back in um i guess it was earlier this month or whatever right. mm-hmm. which was kind of going after that same vein of like pokemon's turning 20 let's all be nostalgic and remember how great it is but that like that didn't feel like what Pokemon is to me. Like it didn't really touch on like the major tenets mm-hmm. of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one definitely felt more familiar. And in that sense, it was like really exciting because both it used, you know, the actual games, but also just really captured that core mm-hmm. feeling of like Pokemon is about being a kid. And yeah, so I thought it did a really good job and it kind of masked the fact that this was like a really really short direct that was totally light on any new information whatsoever (laughs) i thought so i enjoyed it as well and steve i hope i'm not um getting ahead too much but i like that the the promotional material for this is in a similar way to how cala or how x and y were promoted where there is a heavy emphasis on the international aspect of Pokemon. When X and Y were announced and were coming out, there's a lot of things about the different translations that it was going to be in. And it's cool to see that it's also going to be translated into simplified and traditional Chinese. Not that I speak either language, (laughs) but I love that aspect of Pokemon. I loved in X and Y where there were the different uh, Vivalon varieties depending on the region you were in um, and how you had to trade with people all throughout the world to get it so i hope that the fact that they're adding chinese as a language and they're emphasizing different languages in the direct um i hope that that indicates they'll do more stuff like that yeah yeah that well we can move right into the actual announcement that led into what travis was touching on we got another mini movie Pokemon is always about like these these like one to two minute clips of capturing your emotions. Um, <laughs> it started off with, of course, red and green, and then moved on to yellow, and then moved throughout the entire game, the main game series, all the way up to a black screen of 2016. And then we got the official announcement of Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon, which was both, it was to me still exciting, even though we got the rumors the day before. Like, I was still, I was like, still like, oh my God, it's like real. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, it might've been like the, the emotion and the sigh of like, oh God, we weren't wrong yesterday, but it was also <laughs> like, finally we're getting something this year as a main series game. And without really saying it, I mean, they did go on to say that this is a new adventure, which is them saying that this is really generation seven. Mm-hmm. And we even saw brief shots of 
what appear to be new Pokemon uh, being modeled on a like the skeleton of a new Pokemon design being modeled in a computer, which, by the way, people are already extrapolating from like the skeleton of that future Pokemon that it's going to be a woodpecker and people are already drawing fan art of it. And it's like, <laughs> wow, uh, Tumblr moves fast. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I saw Reddit was already like theorizing so hardcore about like the entirety of the starters that are going to be in this game. And I'm like, yo, we know nothing about it. Calm down, please. There but, was one pixel in frame 42 of the direct. Jesus, Therefore, but actually <laughs> fire psychic starter. It's it's funny, but it's also like, well, at least they're giving us something to talk about in the yeah, future. Yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah. It, when I when I first saw the wireframe of that Pokemon, it looked a lot like a fletching. But when you go back and you go through it a couple of times because they showed it so fast, it's it's clearly a new Pokemon. And if it is indeed a woodpecker, that would be really exciting because we don't have one of those yet. Yeah. There are still some animals that Pokemon haven't been based off of right. yet, apparently. <laughs> my, uh, apparently my favorite thing on the show to do recently is to make baseless predictions. I think I did a lot of that last time I was on the show. My new baseless prediction is that this is a woodpecker and that at least its evolved form is going to have skill link. Is that the ability that makes it so that... um multi-hit moves like rock blast and stuff hit right, the yep. full number of times it's gonna have that because woodpeckers like tick, 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 tick. they peck in like <laughs> groups of four or what have you that's my prediction right now if in the future i'm right i, I don't know someone owes me a dollar <laughs> there was also so we also saw some we didn't see any gameplay footage which was actually disappointing did you it, expect gameplay footage I expected, like, I remember when they announced, um, was it Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? They didn't show the actual game, but they gave us, like, they gave us Kyogre coming out of the water, and they gave us Groudon. They gave us, like, 20 Mm -hmm. seconds of footage, and it was like, oh, Mm -hmm. cool, like, it looks like we're still on the X and Y engine, or, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is still exciting. Mm -hmm. I think it was more disappointing in the aspect of, oh, we already, like, knew the names. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. The last announcement kind of made up for that, and we'll get to that in, in a second, but I wanted to go back to the trailer, and the weird thing that stood out that everyone kind of grabbed onto is there was a lot of illustrations and designs for cars and trucks, mm-hmm. hmm. and there was a what looked like a fire truck, except Blastoise was standing on the top instead of a water cannon being up there, so I don't know if in the Pokemon world... <laughs> They just use Blastoise, which kind of makes sense and kind of well, cool. If, if moving companies are just groups of Machoke, as evidenced by the opening of Ruby and Sapphire, then then I think anything is possible. <laughs> they work these Pokemon hard, guys. <laughs> Pokemon need jobs too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was interesting. We and and from the base off the other screenshots, we got what looked to be more of a summer slash tropical area now that's not to say that you know in something like ruby and sapphire there's not like a a snowy mountain on top that separates from everything um and i think black and white had something like that too but people were already going oh it could possibly be in hawaii or maybe this is actually spain which we 
we were talking mm-hmm. about a little bit on episodes before, but we saw what maybe looked like a Pokemon school or a Pokemon gym with a horsey statue in front. And we got all our all our Pokemon cars that maybe we will drive. If not, there was the taxi service in X and Y that was actually kind of cool. No game gameplay footage, but it was cool to see those illustrations. Something mm-hmm. cool about that is like, which kind of leads into the other announcement that you're that you want to talk about, um, is that these are all Gen One Pokemon being featured mm-hmm. in this in this new game. So I'm kind of interested to see how you know the Kanto region could factor in, like if there's some relationship between oh. that Gen and this one. Um, especially with the announcement, I, I, I'm going to spoil it here, guys. I'm going to make it. <laughs> but um, so Pokemon Bank, which is the 3DS app that lets you transfer um, your Pokemon between games, it's going to interact with the virtual console re-releases of um, red, blue, and yellow, which I guess are actually out today. Um, so you can transfer your Pokemon into that app, which is cool. So it makes it easier to transfer between you know the different virtual console releases but then it also will allow you to download those gen 1 pokemon into sun and moon so we know that gen 1 pokemon will factor into sun and moon because of that but then all the things you're pointing out speak to me or tell me that like there's going to be some greater connection to the original generation which is kind of interesting i think i hadn't really thought about that but it makes sense for them to do it when it's when you're talking about a game announced on a 20th anniversary and they're really pushing the um, sort of different generations of players aspect in the in the marketing and the I don't know I think that makes sense with the general direction that that they've been going that would be interesting to see yeah right, there, w- there was also sorry to interrupt but there was this also this uh, 3ds leak on um, some forums of like the different games that are coming out this year like mm. i don't know if you guys saw this post but some guy who has a source at nintendo leaked like the whole <laughs> my dad works at nintendo <laughs> some guy whose uncle's best friend's cousin works at nintendo gave him the like 3ds lineup of like games coming out this year and one of them was um called the pokemon 20th anniversary game codenamed niji which you know, we just got these games announced, which aren't called Niji, but apparently like on the assets that were released for the logos, the file names were called Niji. Oh, wow. So that, you know, kind of points to the fact that these are those 20th anniversary games, which it makes sense because they are coming out during the 20th anniversary. But I definitely think there's going to be some strong angle there. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's two points I want to touch on for the red red yellow blue releases that i think were that are kind of important the first one being that when you transfer these pokemon from your virtual console games into pokemon bank they can only interact with pokemon sun and pokemon moon mm-hmm. they didn't say that during the six minute trailer obviously they were very they were on a strict six minute schedule but if you go to pokemon.com it does state that these won't work with x or y or omega ruby alpha sapphire so i'm assuming that in sun and moon there will probably be some um not mini game but there were many games in the past to get pokemon from other generations mm-hmm. to your game but i wonder if there's going to be almost like a, a facility or something to help randomly generate those abilities and those um stat di- that's the stat breakups that the 
that word would have been the wall from mm -hmm. generation one to now generation seven. Uh, the second thing I want to touch on is how that I, I've been very vocal on the show of how I thought Pokemon Bank was very, very important to the first generation games. More so that Pokemon has always made a big deal of, well, generation one and two kind of got stuck and kind of got left behind when we moved to generation mm -hmm. three because of the hardware. And it was so weird to me that they like, they've always come back and said like, we're sorry, we weren't able to do this. And then they would go, hey, we're going to release these virtual console games. And you know that thing we kept complaining about before? Well, you know, these games aren't going to connect either. So it was very exciting that they did connect it. And actually, I I'm okay with them keeping that a surprise because at the time when they announced it and they didn't say anything about working with Pokemon Bank, and I got a lot of, I got a lot of heat for that being like, oh, well, the abilities and the special attack and physical attack, well, this is too complicated. They can't do it. <laughs> the technology just isn't there. <laughs> um, there was stat EXP then. We have EVs now. <laughs> uh, I am so glad that they did that. And I think it's, it's important to people to, you know, put time in and... It, it 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 changed my mind from not wanting to buy these games because I don't like to play Pokemon games that I can't carry Pokemon with me from generation to generation. It went from me not wanting to buy these to now wanting to buy all three. I also think it's very important for people who are... There are so many people who just love Generation 1. I know The Verge just put up an article today about Pokemon. Uh, it was an article referring to... I, I Apologize, I don't know the author, but he put his top 10 Pokemon. And I looked at that, and I was like, oh my gosh, these are all Generation 1 Pokemon. Like, this is not the top 10 list I like, because I like <laughs> seeing the range from Generation 1 and 6. But if you just look at the comments alone, you just see how many people just love Charizard or love Bulbasaur. It's so many people who love Generation 1. And if you want to bring those people from... If you want to fast-track those people to Generation 1, to Generation 7... There's no like better way for teasing like, hey, you know that Pokemon copy of Red you bought for $10? You know that Charizard that you loved? Well, now, if you buy Pokemon Sun and Moon, we can bring that Charizard with you. And I think that's a very good and important way to bring those generation players into the new series, which is obviously something they want to do. To play the cynic for a little bit, do you think that it's truly the case that there would have been no way for them to have the virtual console Pokemon transfer to X and Y or Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And that that's why it's only sun and moon. Or do you think, and this is a question for both of you, or do you think that, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Or do you, <laughs> <laughs> or do you think that it's more of a, move to sell units because that way they actually have to get the new game as opposed to just uploading it to their little cousin's copy of alpha sapphire i definitely see it as like a marketing ploy like i don't i can't really fathom a reason other than like there are metagame differences whatever mm -hmm. but i can't really fathom any significant reason to not allow these games to connect with the other 3ds ones mm -hmm. i honestly think it is a way to like I know so many people who, you know, only care about the older 
Pokemon games. Like they call themselves Gen Oneers, you know, like that's totally mm-hmm. a contingent of Pokemon fan. So I don't know that people are necessarily going out to buy the 3DS just for these re-releases, although they totally have that option with that new 3DS bundle. But um, I there are people who only are interested in those games and those, those older ones and those older Pokemon. So explicitly saying, Hey, buying these re-releases will give you easy access to getting these same Pokemon in the new game. So like you Mm -hmm. don't even have to mess with those weird other generations worth of Pokemon. You don't know. You can just bring your Charizards and your, you know, your other popular gen one Pokemon, um, right to the next one. Mm -hmm. And you could even just start the game theoretically and just only use your gen one Pokemon still. So it's just like a high quality, you know, fancier version of the game that you're already playing. Um, I just think it's like a really smart way to bring in those more nostalgic fans who don't really want to dabble into like the excessive very long history of pokemon games that's really that can be really intimidating to jump into if you haven't already been following along so i definitely think it's like a very concerted effort to appeal to those you know nostalgic fans who haven't necessarily been buying all the other games yeah yeah and uh pokemon's going to always struggle where where is the right onboarding process for new players and I think I think Black and White did a very good job at its period of bringing new people in. I think X and Y did a very good job at bringing new people in. Um, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, not so much. It seemed more like fan service than anything. But I've had a couple friends who I would say that they are Gen 1ers. They don't believe anything exists after the first 150 Pokemon. The um, kind of people who say... Can you believe they made an ice cream pocket, man? <laughs> Probably the the same type of people, but uh, I had those people reach out to me, and and these are people I don't talk to regularly, or if 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 even once a month. But they reach out to me, and they're like, "So how much is a 3ds? Do you have to get an SD card? Okay, and these are and and how do the games save? And what kind of charges do they use? Mm-hmm. And like really." Like legit considering getting a 3DS just for and and this was more than more, more than a handful of people that had reached out to me and it was like oh like you guys are really like into this that's that's awesome and now I can say like hey if you if that was like what you liked and you actually went out and purchased the 3DS and you played through Red and Blue again and like don't let your 3DS be a paperweight now that you've done what you went out to bought it for go mm-hmm. get Sun and Moon this holiday and take those Pokemon with you. And hopefully that is why well, I believe that's the mindset that Game Freak and Pokemon Company have, but hopefully that does actually translate to customers and to Pokemon players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other tidbits here from the presentation. Uh, they did state that 275 million video games have been sold since the debut of Pokemon Red and Green back in 1996. Uh, that is a lot. And <laughs> we, t- we touched on tra- traditional and simplified uh, Chinese being added to the game. Even if this doesn't apply for you, this is still good for the long run because if they can sell more copies of the games, that's more money, that's more development, that's more Pokemon things in the future, so that's good. 
Uh, I have a quote here from J.C. Smith, the senior director of consumer marketing from TCPI. He said, the Pokemon Core series games are the center of the Pokemon universe and provide some of the most memorable Pokemon moments for our fans. I can't wait to see what fans think of the new adventures they will find in Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon. And, yeah, that was pretty much it that we got from the announcement. So, Can we talk about my favorite part? Can we talk about baseless rumors? (laughs) Sure, yes. I saw this one that I hope is untrue. I'm negative. I should be more positive. (laughs) Usually I'm the negative one, Travis. There's a new game coming out, which I am over the moon. I am over the Pokemon Sun and Moon about. Oh, God. And all I can think about is rumors that i hate one of those rumors is that the the games will focus on pokemon human hybrids like like ashes like ashes greninja being one of them that thing we've already seen i believe it was in a korokoro article yes it's also Uh, in the anime oh right right planned to be in the anime and so there's that detail the second detail is that there's these little, at least in the Japanese logos, it seemed like that was the only place it was. Um, maybe I just missed it in the English logos, but in, at least in the Japanese logos, there's little crystals on on both of them in a similar way to how there was the Mega Stone in the X and Y logo. There's these little crystals in the Sun and Moon logo, and those crystals are shaped identically to crystals that were used in the Pokemon Reburst manga. Oh, I should credit whoever I'm stealing this from on Twitter. So I'll look that up while I'm explaining it. In the Pokemon Reverse manga, the premise of that book is that Pokemon fuse with humans and then they fight. Um, and the fact that it looks identical and we've announced Ash's Greninja as an actual thing lends credence to the idea. And I don't love it, but we'll see. God, that sounds like the fourth season of Digimon. Yeah. (laughs) Which was terrible. So please, God, no. Yeah. I I hope that Ash's Greninja is something that stays in the anime, just like it sounds like Shadow Mewtwo is kind of only staying in the Pokémon Tournament universe. And just like the Dark Lugia Mm -hmm. only stayed in Gale of Darkness. Uh, I'm okay with stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I do want to... Shout out Allegra here for putting together one heck of an article on Polygon.com. Yes, I do. (laughs) Uh, This was posted just yesterday, actually, and you were unsure if you were going to get it out. I remember last time we talked. Right. Yeah, it was a a long, arduous process fighting with technology to make that little timeline. (laughs) It's like a, a chronological timeline of like all of the major pokemon releases by my own (laughs) estimation of what counts as a major release so um just kind of trekking along the very long 20 year span of the series just noting you know each major release over the years and it took a real 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 long time to put together so you guys (laughs) should check it out for reals Totally. Yeah, it's really cool. It makes me forget, like, the. It reminds me that the Ranger games existed at one point. Yeah, it's so weird that, like, they had three of those and then they just completely stopped. And I think they sold pretty well. Like, people like those games, right? Maybe. And then they just stopped making them after 2010 or whatever. 
just completely fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, that's weird. I've never played any of the Ranger games. I just remember playing the first one because I wanted the um, Manaphy, I think mm-hmm. you can get. So maybe that was like everyone else, too, where they everyone <laughs> just bought it just for the legendary. And then they were like, oh, maybe people actually like these games. But it's like, no, Nintendo, we just want the download. Right. Uh-huh. An easy way to sell a game, attach a legendary that you can only get. Yeah. Same it. with the uh, Pokemon Coliseum, man. All got it for the Jirachi. <laughs> and then the other one was the Celebi that you could get when you bought that weird Pokemon ranch thing on the GameCube. Or was that Wii? Uh, Wii. Yeah, okay. Wii. Where you could just store more Pokemon. It was like Pokemon Bank before connecting to the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so great article on Polygon if you want to check that out. Otherwise, I think that kind of wraps up our show. I'm can sure. I give, can I give credit to the person I stole that rumor for? Oh, yeah, from? absolutely. I don't know this person, and I don't, you know, if in some of their other tweets they start spouting hateful language or something like that i don't want to say that i'm advocate because i didn't look through so i don't know what kind of person this is that i'm telling you to look at but at least it was retweeted into my timeline uh from this noah chills person n-o-a-h-c-h-i-l-l-z on twitter i don't know if they started it but that's where it was retweeted side note to try and find this tweet i searched on twitter or on tweet deck specifically for human hybrids and I scrolled a little too far and got oh my God. back for today. And there, there are, people have some interesting things to say about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> okay. All right. Full circle. Um, Full circle. Yeah, back, to, back to Hillary Clinton. Always though. goes back to Hillary. Uh, Allegra, I didn't ask you this the first time. And I'm going to ask you now before we wrap up. What is your favorite Pokemon? Oh, man, my absolute favorite Pokemon of all time is Charmander. Put that on the record. Not Charizard. Not Charizard. Charizard, I can take or leave. Charmander, (laughs) though, Charmander's good. Charmander's good. Oh, I forgot to say real quick. I did go to uh, Toys R Us this morning. I took my my niece and met up with my sister, and uh, they gave out two cards, a Magikarp and a Pikachu. They gave out a little activity booklet, which is more or less a coloring book. And they gave out a pretty thick uh, poster, which actually featured the, go figure, the first 151 Pokemon. Um, but a very nice quality poster. There was actually a line at My Toys R Us to get it, but they had plenty of stuff. And if you're listening to this today on February 27th, Toys R Us is doing a sale on Pokemon stuff. Amazon.com has a sale on a bunch of Pokemon toys. And I believe GameStop is as well. So, uh, yeah, otherwise that wraps things up. Um, Allegra, if you want our listeners to find you, where can they do so? Please find me. Please come looking for me if you have nice things to say. Um, I'm on Twitter at Legs Frank, L-E-G-S Frank, F-R-A-N-K. And I also write for Polygon.com, so you guys should check it out. Awesome. Travis, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter.com slash the Travis W. Awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter as at Dragging a Lake, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. <laughs>